You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Oh, happy Friday to you. I, um, I'm going to start off by saying I don't think this is going to be a long podcast because I have tr- I have literally taped probably two hours of podcasts already for you guys for this episode, and they were so unstable and all over the place, I just couldn't put them out. So I'm just going to give that little caveat. Let's just get through this as quickly as we can. <laughs> I do have cool stuff to tell you, um, and I'm going to try not to uh, derail it with some weird spirally thoughts. Um, that word is really sticking in my craw ever since someone wrote me, you're, Nikki, you're spiraling um, the other day. It was not a nice note to get, but they weren't wrong. I just got done with therapy, so I am extra super emotionally raw, and so I'm going to try to pull it back a little bit because you guys don't need all of that. I'm trying to be entertaining here. You're not my therapist. My therapist is a woman who is probably... Um, exhausted after our session that we just went through I'm in bed right now not because I'm depressed it's just cozy and this is where I was doing my therapy session my I was crying so hard and my parents could hear it through the door that they went to um, the store to get a water heater they just like made up a thing that they needed to get for their river cabin and so they they had an excuse to get out I feel really bad because they came back home and I just went out to get some coffee because that's my drug of choice right now because I don't have pot so I just smoking caffeine um and they're both really like i can tell there's like a a, there's an air there's a the there's a palpable tension in the room of like we just heard you sobbing it was pretty awkward but what am i supposed to do if i can't cry to a therapist where the hell am i supposed to cry i'll tell you yesterday i went on a run and i cried the whole run i don't really cry that much so it's good that it's coming out in any way you know um and thank God I have friends who I can call and just, like, cry to. My therapist is not my friend, but my friend Anya yesterday listened to me cry on the phone while I was running. Um, I usually call I, I call a friend a lot of times when I'm running because um, I don't get that winded, and it's just something that passes the time easier to talk while you're running. But yesterday I was so sad that I just started crying in the middle of it, and it was actually pretty good. I got three things done. I got a conversation with my friend, a good run-in, and a good cry-in. I did stop crying momentarily during my run because a hot guy ran past me, which was very unexpected in my parents' neighborhood. Never seen one before. No, I saw one before, but he ended up being 25 and he won't stop texting me. But uh, this guy was kind of more age appropriate. The 25-year-old actually texted me um, yesterday a picture of a camel that was chewing on something like a meme and it said, uh, happy hump day. Let me pull it up. Happy hump day. It's kind of cute, actually. And do you know what I wrote back to it? Nothing. No, I, I did a thumbs up. Um, he's nice. Uh, he texts me quite often just to stay in touch. He lives right down the street. We lost power this week in our neighborhood. You might have known because I talked about it a ton. And um, he uh, he and I were talking about that. It was nice to have someone in the neighborhood that was going through the same thing. And for some reason, he his mom was getting alerts from the electric company, whereas my parents, don't. I guess... They're not texting. They they had a falling out with the electric company, I guess, or um, they blocked their number or something. And um, and so that's what we text about is just neighborhood gossip. But uh, anyway, yeah, I've been crying. Um, I feel kind of exhausted. I've taped, I've redone this podcast so many times. Like like I said, I, I this is probably take number. Hmm, 
I want to be honest with you guys and give you a real number. I don't want to exaggerate. And you're going to think this number is exaggerating, but I swear to God, if you put a gun to my head and said, how many epi- how many times do you think you've done this podcast today for your Friday episode? I would say, pull the trigger already. No, I would say, honestly, this is probably take 46. I can give you an, a real number. Because I could look at the file, but um, actually I can't right now. So never mind. That was a lie. I'm in my bedroom. Today's been crazy. It's been good and bad. So yesterday I was really depressed after I got home from the river with my mom. I had such a great time podcasting with her and it led to so much good stuff because we talked about our feelings on the way down to the river and then on the way back we did a really fun podcast and she was just so funny and it just made me appreciate her so much and all of your messages about her made me just like, oh my God, so grateful that I... I I have such cool parents. Um, It's really important for me to have gratitude when I'm feeling as sad as I felt this week because I sometimes forget how good I have it. In fact, I was just looking through my old pictures because I was trying to come up with a TBT and I was looking through all these pictures of myself and I was like, oh my God, my hair used to be so full and my skin was so beautiful and I looked so young and I that outfit was so cute and my body was so cute and I'm just like, and the whole time I'm thinking, I remember that day I felt fat. I remember that day I felt old. I remember that day I felt like my hair was thinning. I mean, all of these, and I was wrong. So perhaps, perchance, I'm wrong right now. Could it be? Yes, it could. So um, so that was actually very helpful. Yesterday I got out of my depression though, um, and it took a lot of effort. I got home from the river and I just got walloped because my mom sent me a picture of myself that she took down there and my hair looked really greasy and thin and my body looked like both fat and too skinny. Have you ever seen that? Where you're like, well, I don't even know what to do. I can't lose weight because then my rib cage is going to fucking jut through my skin and I can't gain weight because my stomach doesn't look good. So that was just, uh, there was no solution there. Whereas really, I look fine, and I'm probably going to look back on those pictures next week and be like, you're beautiful. But it, I just wasn't in the right state of mind yesterday to get those pictures, because when I'm depressed, th- there's no picture of myself that I'm in my current state that I'm going to think looks good. It just isn't going to happen. And so, um, yeah, that's that was, it just, it's, I can't look at pictures of myself when I'm depressed. It just doesn't, it doesn't, at least, yeah, and not even looking at old ones where I look cute that feels bad because I'm like, oh, that was the past and I can't have that back. And then ones of the current me make me feel so sad because now oh, I have to look like that now. So it's just a bad idea for me to see pictures of myself, but it was my mistake for taking them. But I have to take them because I have to promote my shows. Will you guys please go to my shows? I'm begging you, begging you to go to my shows um, because uh, I- I'm doing a bad job of promoting it. Truly, I know that my agents are on me about it. I just don't like posting pictures of myself and to promote things you have to post pictures of yourself and I don't want to right now. I'm just not feeling good enough to post even a TBT. I don't want to post a past picture because I don't look that good anymore and I don't want to post a present one. So I am, I don't know what to post. Maybe I should just post pictures of other things. Maybe that's what I'll start doing on my Instagram is just posting not myself like John Cena does. Have, do you guys follow John Cena's Instagram? It's so cryptic and so weird and original and I, and he's such a good-looking guy. He should post pictures of himself, but he doesn't need to. So why do I need to? So I've been I'm doing a terrible job of promoting these outdoor shows. August 27th through the 31st. If you know someone in any of these areas, I'm talking Oceanport, 
New Jersey, um, Morris, Connecticut, um, God, Yarmouth, West Yarmouth, which is Cape Cod, Massachusetts, or right outside of Pittsburgh. I forget the name of the town. Um, if you know any of, if you know anyone in any of those places, please text them and, and tell them that they should go to the outdoor comedy show that I'm doing because it's going to be great. I really am gonna to start putting in effort to writing jokes. I mean, the jokes are already there. I have jokes, um, but I want to write new ones, and I need to write new ones because last night after I I went um, kind of into a spiral and was feeling really sad. I went for a run when I got home. That didn't save it. I cried on the run. I came back. I was took my dog for a walk because I thought, oh, maybe a leisurely walk will be better. I listened to a podcast about depression, in which I don't know if you guys have ever heard the hilarious world of depression. God, it's a good podcast. The host is just so sweet and affable and just like has a great voice. The music is just so cute and wonderful. It's just a really well done podcast. And I think you would love it if you haven't already listened to it. It's called The Hilarious World of Depression. And um, I really recommend the episode with Jeff Tweedy from the lead singer of Wilco. It's amazing. And then also the one I listened to last night, I tried to find the most depressed person I know and listen to them talk about the depression because I tend, when I'm going through like the depths of my um, disease, I guess, I hate to call it a disease, but I guess it is. Um, when I'm really my most sick and my thoughts are the darkest they could be, I really like to hear other people that are going through the same thing and who have felt similar ways. It's really sad, but I like to read about people who have committed suicide and not because I want to commit suicide, but because I just want to read about someone who has felt as sad as I feel. And I know that's really sad to even say, but it's just something like, because I've always wondered, like, what is my morbid fascination with people who've committed suicide when I'm so sad? Like, I, I don't usually want to read about that stuff if I'm in a good state of mind, but when I'm really sad, I just, I do. And I think it's because I just want to feel less alone. And I feel like those people clearly have felt at least as sad as I feel if they've done that to themselves. And so I'm just like, oh, good. There's been other people that have, I mean, it's so fucking dark. Anywho, I listened to Gary Goldman's episode of The Hilarious World of Depression, and he was talking about how something that takes him out of his depression is writing jokes. And I'm like, Gary, what? Nothing makes me more depressed than thinking about writing jokes. Uh, there's something paralyzing about uh, approaching joke writing again for me. I haven't sinned, sat down and written a joke I mean, I, I did for Kimmel, like I wrote those monologue jokes and I did for, I do for the roast, I wrote, write individual jokes, but for my standup, I haven't written jokes for my standup in a decade. And I know you're like, where does it come from? Well, maybe you already know because I talk about it all the time, but I just don't write jokes. I, I just come up with them on stage and then I remember them from when I said them on stage. It's just how I've always worked, but it's not working for me anymore because I'm not getting on stage. So I decided to write a joke last night before I went to bed. And that's my new goal for myself. That's my self-care is before I go to bed, I'm not allowed to go to bed unless I at least try to work on a premise. Five minutes. So last night I did, did that and I felt actually really good. I think that so much of my self-esteem and my ability to feel good comes from doing work, like pen to paper work. And I don't know why I don't do it. I mean, I don't do it because it's hard and it's scary because what if you try and you and you realize that you're bad at it? What if you're not as funny as you think you could be? It's so much easier to not try and to always think I could have been. That's why I love that Jeff Tweedy song from Wilco, The Art of Almost. It's just about, it's so, almost. 
you know, like it's you you could have done it, but almost doing it is much more comfortable than actually trying. It's a really good song. Um, it's called The Art of Almost. I really recommend it by Wilco. Yeah, Tweety has some great depressing lyrics and his episode of that podcast is phenomenal. As is, I think, every episode. I've only listened to two episodes of this podcast, but I'm dying to get on it. I'm like, this is my fucking wheelhouse. They haven't put out an episode since like May, so I don't know what's going on. I'm sure they're working on a new season because they release them in seasons. But um, I really want to get on that show. Shout out to anyone who can hook me up with that connection. I'm sure I could just email the guy but um, or DM him or whatever. Um, anywho, uh, why do I keep saying anywho? Who is this person? Anywho? Maybe I say that more than I think I do, but I've just said it twice and I've been very aware of it. God, I want to restart this podcast, but I'm not going to. Keep going, Nikki. Keep going. So um, Gary was saying that it helps to write jokes. So I, I started writing jokes again. And um, and then this morning I woke up and I was deeply, deeply depressed again. And I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? <sighs> I spent my whole meditation this morning just like, I mean, I have a mantra that I was given because I learned TM and it's a two syllable word that means nothing. And you just say it over and over in your head. And whenever you forget to say the mantra and you start having thoughts, all you have to do is like when you remember that you stop saying it, you just got to go back to it. That's all you have to do. I just like literally told you how to do TM. And um, I mean, there's there's a little more to it than that, but not much, not much. And if you take the TM course, it's like, you know, I think it's like 1200 bucks to learn how to do TM and I do recommend the course but that's kind of what you're going to learn and you'll get a t and you'll get a mantra but my mantra this morning was uh, kill yourself <laughs> it was just really dark you guys and so I woke up I'm like oh my god this is going to be a whole day of this garbage because usually it doesn't it doesn't set in that early and um so I got up and I powered through I called into the radio station that I call into every Thursday morning the arch 106.5 The Arch. Every Thursday morning in St. Louis, I'm on there. It's, where, it's the radio station where my ex-boyfriend is the co-host now. Um, he wasn't on the show today because he's out of town. But um, So I just called in. Not, none of this. You don't need to know that. He is coming back on town on Saturday. And we're going to see each other and maybe try to finish Normal People. I've been crawling through that series. I really want to finish it. And um, yeah. So uh, I called into that show. Sucked it up. Uh, had a good time wasn't very funny really couldn't think on the fly was just being um I don't know I I did three interviews today I did that radio interview god I've done a lot today and then I had to do two other interviews to to promote my shows my upcoming shows that I'm begging you to go to and tell your friends about please 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 I don't want to be performing for a field of like three people I'm I'm begging you and the show's going to be really good because after I did my radio interview my dad was like what's the song you want to work on together? And I'm like, dad, I don't know. And he's like, well, let's work on it. So we picked out a song and we wrote lyrics to it. Um, we're doing a parody of Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper's Shallow, which I know is a love song. Don't worry. We're not singing about that. My mom was like, you shouldn't do that song. That's, that's like for a couple to do. And I'm like, well, we can change it. So it's a, a father and daughter who are fucking each other. Just kidding. And um, so we wrote new lyrics to that song and it was really fun. And it was really creative. And I, I think I just I think I actually tapped into something that actually works for me. And that is forcing myself to do to, to create. And I know that's like such a no brainer that like 
joke writing or doing my art of uh, my career choice, the art that I chose as my lifeline and the thing that connects me to the world and all of my friends and all of you. Why wouldn't you lean into that, Nikki, when you're feeling sad? I don't know. I can't usually, but I'm forcing myself to because it's not always easy to do the things that make you feel the best. Shout out to my mom for going to the doctor today. She didn't want to go, but I scared her about having lung cancer. So she went to the doctor. Guess what? She talked to her doctor about her pain and her doctor, God bless this fucking woman, said, maybe you should be on an antidepressant because it sounds like you're just very tense. Thank you. Thank you to that doctor. I mean, I, I've been I've been wanting my mom to, to get on something, too. And guess what? My mom getting on that is making me want to go get on something, too, because we don't need to do this alone. And being on medication does not mean you're weak. It actually can mean you're very strong. And, uh, and I need to be back on meds. I got off um, lithium a couple months ago, as I told you guys, because my hair was falling out and someone said maybe that was the reason. And, um, and lithium wasn't really working for me. I was still feeling pretty down. But um, I do know that there I need to be on something else. I am getting tested for ADHD tomorrow, doing a two-hour test. It's very exciting. Um, I don't know what it's going to involve. I picture like a two-way mirror with like a very concerned man with a clipboard and my parents on either side of him and me at a table playing with blocks and a woman crouched next to me asking me to show her on the doll where the man touched me. That's kind of what I picture this test being like, but obviously it's not going to be that way. I'm just going to, I'll let you know what it's like. I'm very excited. So many people wrote to me, shout out to all the women who wrote to me saying that they um, were late, late in life diagnosed with ADHD. I'm hoping to get an ADHD diagnosis. I am not going to do anything during the, I'm not going to try to cheat in any way. I'm going to be totally authentic. I don't want to get a diagnosis that isn't real. I really want help. There's so much of me that's tempted to be like, I could just act ADD or like act distracted. So I'll let you know how that goes tomorrow on uh, Monday's episode. And I'm very excited because next week I'm actually going to Los Angeles for a television show taping. I'm flying out there. I'm going to get a COVID test uh, as soon as I land so that I can be on set with everyone. Um, I did get a COVID antibodies test with my mom yesterday. We both, uh, it took less than 24 hours to get the results back. We both tested negative. God damn it. That's not the reason my hair is falling out. Maybe my hair's not falling out is what I'm beginning to think because I think I've thought my hair was falling out for so many years. And it's just, I'm looking at these pictures and I'm like, you're like fucking Fabio, Nikki. And some of the pictures I do look like Fabio, to be honest. We have like kind of the same facial structure and um, skin tone. <laughs> I did make eye con- I've made eye contact with the Fabio so many times because I go to the Equinox. I go, I used to go to Equinox. And um, he would always be at the one in West Hollywood. So whenever I was visiting L.A., I would always see him. And sometimes I would lock eyes with him when I was on a treadmill. And I swear to God, he's so fit that sometimes it would inspire me. And I would, like, have better form because Fabio would look deep into my eyes. And I could tell he was disappointed in my form. So I would, like, straighten up. I've always thought that if there was a gym where you just are on a treadmill and there's a line of hot guys behind you just standing there, that you would work out so much better. It's called, I don't know what the gym is called. Um, I can't think of anything right now. The gym is called Motivated by Men, Staring at Your Flat Ass. No, that's too long of a name. I gotta think of it. I gotta think of something better. But God, if there's, or even just women, sometimes, no, mainly it's men. I think that's probably how I know I'm straight. 
a woman behind me, I'm just like, I don't care what they think. But a guy, I'm like, shoulders straight, arch my back, stick out my butt, look really fast. Not that a guy's ever been like, wow, that girl's fast. I want to fuck her. You know, if anything, they want to fuck a slow lady. She can't get away. I got to go. Let me take a break and get back to you. I've got some actually um, exciting news to tell you about. So stay with me after the break. Oh, and we're back. Man, this is, going to be honest with you, this is take number seven of the second chunk of the show. I just can't get it right. But this has got to be right because I really want to go eat dinner. This is taking me a lot longer than I thought it would. But I am having a good time and I'm excited to tell you guys what I'm about to tell you. Um, So I'm going to LA on Monday, which is exciting because I'm doing a a TV show that is going to be on Netflix. So it's not really a TV show. It's a um, streaming show. It's going to be like a a docu-series with different talking heads, the band, no, uh, different comedians and celebrities like weighing in on certain topics with a specific topic in mind. So um, I hate to be so vague, but I don't know the rules and I don't want them to take it away from me. So um, I am doing that show and flying out there for it. And um, and then I'm I was supposed to come back Wednesday, but crazy turn of events. So last night I was feeling really depressed and sometimes I tweet stuff about depression or my you know state of mind and I try to be comedic about it because I'm trying to like you know bring a fun spin to the fucking disturbing thoughts swirling through my psyche but um last night I think I took it a little too far because a lot of people reached out to me being like are you okay so what did I tweet last night I tweeted um going to shave my head because I want to support a friend who's going through chemo and also I'm going off the fucking deep end over here okay there is no friend it did pretty well I got 11.1 thousand likes 257 retweets 503 replies and four texts from concerned friends shout out to everyone who texted me worried about me Jenna Friedman shout out to comedian Jenna Friedman she was the first one to text me she said are you okay um and that's when I knew I was like, ugh, maybe that was a little much. Um, she wrote, are you okay? I said, yes, thanks for checking. She said, we will all be out of quarantine soon. Hang in there. Which really gave me a lot of relief because Jenna, Jenna Friedman is a comedian who has been talking about um, viruses and superbugs and pandemics long before coronavirus. I mean, she has been talking about this stuff for years and, and scaring the shit out of me with her tweets and when I would hang out with her, she would be very nihilistic about um, the state of the world. And she's like, just wait, there's going to be a pandemic and it's going to be terrifying. And I would always be like, uh, 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 Jenna, come on. And I would kind of always just be like, yeah, right. She's she's just reading too much stuff. She's being an alarmist. And she hit the nail on the fucking head. The, when this stuff went down, she was the first person I thought of being like, oh, my God, she must feel so vindicated. And she didn't at all. She was like, this sucks. She was more upset about it than anyone. Um, she wasn't having the I told you so moment that she could have had. But she's the one that's saying that's going to she knows more than anyone that I know. And I'm best friends with Dr. Fauci. So that's saying a lot. No, she she seriously is on top of this doing all the research. And she goes, we will all be out of core soon. Hang in there. I said, you think? Exclamation mark. She goes, the science is getting to a place where rapid testing and things like this will help places open up. And she sent me a link to the things like this that she's talking about. It's called Aeronabs, A-E-R-O Nabs promise powerful inhalable protection against COVID-19. I didn't even click on the link, but it looks like a little, um, 
You know one of those like little facial steamers that you put your face in and it clears up your sinuses? That's what it looks like. And I guess you inhale that and it's going to make you safe from coronavirus. I don't know. I said, thanks for this. I truly might not get a place in St. Louis now. Might hold out. She says, come to L.A. It's not too bad here. Dot, dot, dot. And then she wrote, she texts right before the earthquake. So if Jenna Friedman says things are going to get better, I truly believe they are. So that I just wanted to really relay that to you guys. But that was also really nice of her to reach out. Other people who reached out. It's so funny who reaches out when you put out a text that makes people worried about your mental health. Um, also, uh, a guy from a local radio show reached out to me. He's um, His name's Moon. He's on the Riz show. And he reached out to me this morning. Um, you doing all right? 7.44 a.m. I said, yes, thank you. He said, great. Got a feeling after a few. He said, got a feeling you'll have a few friends reaching out after that tweet. Friends don't let friends go Britney 2007, which is so nice. I mean, this guy barely knows me, and he reached out to me, and he's he's not trying to fuck me. He's just being a nice guy. He has, like, a girlfriend. Like, there's there's no reason for him to, you know, uh, these guys that reach out and are like, how are, how are you? And then they just, like, want to sext. That's not what this was. This was just pure kindness, and I was, like, so touched by it. I hate making people worried, though. That's not ever what I'm trying to do. And then guess who the third person was? You guys will never fucking guess. I just will have to tell you. I'm so excited to tell you. Joe fucking Roe fucking Gen. Joe Rogan. He wrote 10 a.m. Hello, my friend. Just check, checking in on you. I saw some crazy, crazy Twitter post about you shaving your head. And then I saw this today. So I felt the need to say hello. I don't know if you've seen this, but it's a hilarious edit of our podcast. So he sent me one of the edits of his podcast where um, sparks fly and things get wild. Is Joe Rogan finds his true love, and it's just an edit of us like falling in love. It's really funny. I've posted it a couple times on my Instagram. He said, anyway, I hope all is groovy. I mean, I'm gonna literally going to cry. Just the, the fact that he felt the need to reach out to me because I said I might shave my head. It was so nice. And guess what? Guess what that turned into? That turned into me saying, Joe, it is so good to hear from you. I'm feeling mildly insane here in St. Louis. Um, you are so sweet to reach out. I'm living with my parents while I decide where to move next. I'm in LA next week for a thing. Would love to catch up with you if you have any availability on your show. I'm getting a COVID test on Sunday and could be free Tuesday. No pressure, obviously. I am so touched to hear from you. Congrats on the Texas move. And then I corrected myself. I said, actually, Wednesday is when I'll be free. COVID test on Monday. And guess what he wrote back? Let's do it. Wednesday would be awesome. Boom. That's how you get yourself booked on the Joe fucking Rogan show. All you got to do, or the Joe Rogan experience. All you got to do is tweet something that makes everyone concerned for you. And then Joe Rogan reaches out. I mean, isn't that a great turn of events? He is so kind. Um, I really, truly feel like... Um, there are just some people you meet in this business that are um, really, uh, I don't know. I just think he's a really good person. And I didn't know him before I did his podcast the the first time. This will be my third time doing it. But the first time I did it, I would see him backstage at the comedy store. And I didn't know him. I mean, we would always like kind of cross paths, but never officially met. And then one night we met, and I think he watched my set. So I think I um, earned a little clout, you know, just to prove, like, prove myself a little bit. I'm sure he'd seen me on TV and different stuff or, or heard about me from friends that you know, uh, you know, I'm friends with Segura and, and Kreischer and all those guys. So I'm sure that they said nice things before, but 
you know, we had never been friends and I just approached him and um, I asked him one night backstage. I was like, uh, you know, we, I think we met for the second time and I was like, hey, I know you get this all the time, but I, I really think I, w I would do a great job on your show and I would love to sit down and talk with you if you ever wanted to. And he took my number and then he followed up and I did a show. Um, I, I'm surprised to even hear myself say that that's what I did, but that is what I did. Sometimes you have to just, I, and I do believe I'm a good, uh, a good guest. I'm almost a better guest than I am a host on podcasts. And, um, and I love doing them and I'm going to, I'm so excited to do his show again a third time. And I'm really going to talk to him about my future. I really want advice because he's moving to Austin, Texas. And we, we talked, we texted a lot more this morning and I, I'll spare you all of that even though you'd probably be interested in it because it's pretty good. But we talked about his move to Texas and man, I don't know, maybe I'll move to fucking Austin. And, and I think he's starting a comedy club there. I don't know all the details. I'm going to get them, but we were talking about the prospect of me moving to LA and, and how torn I am. And I might get some real answers from my friend, Joe Rogan. And that's what I love about that show is that we'll actually, I leave the best podcasts I do. I leave feeling like, wow, I, I got something out of that more than just publicity, you know? Um, but I was really touched by that. But that just shows you, like, thing, the, what, what can happen from one tweet where you're kind of saying a little too much and losing your mind and making people worry. Oh, I don't know. Maybe I just booked myself on the number one thing you can get booked on. There isn't a better show to be booked on. There's not a more widely consumed show. And... Um, so that was a really great piece of news that I was excited to share with you guys today. And um and and honestly I'm just I'm just touched that he's such an awesome person and that someone that I didn't even know would think twice about my well-being cuz he's so busy and famous and and he reached out. It made me feel really good and it made me want to reach out to people, which I did do recently. I um I'm trying to give back as much as people give to me in terms of outreach um when people write me DMs saying what my podcast means to them or sharing with me just like words of hope or encouragement when they think that I need them. I think that's really sweet and I want to do the same for people. So I've been anonymously on my um, Reddit account. Um, like I said, I like to read people, people who are going through depressing things as much as I am. And um, I sometimes stumble upon some really, really sad posts of people posting like, no one cares about me. My life sucks. And although it makes me feel less alone, I like my heart breaks for these people and I want to give them hope. And so I've, I took it upon myself to anonymously write to some of them, not being like, Hey, it's, it's comedies, Nikki Glazer, even though I do think that would actually mean more to them than just some internet stranger. But I just don't feel like, I think that's kind of weird to do. Um, and I, I wrote to some people, uh, I wrote to one person last night. And then someone actually asked me to write. This was months ago and I didn't want to share it at the time because I just felt like, oh, if I share it, that means that I did it because I want to get credit for it. But maybe it'll encourage you to just reach out to someone who might need it, especially if you're suffering. Uh, you know, I said earlier that Gary Goldman shared that that practicing some form of art is helpful for depression. But honestly, if you if you try to help someone, even when you're feeling your lowest, if you try to get it together to help someone else and to think outside yourself, because so much of depression is just like thinking about yourself too much. It can really help you to help someone else. And um, it's hard to do, though. I, I don't I don't mean to say it's easy. And I don't mean to act like I'm a fucking Mother Teresa over here. But someone did write me that they're this was a while back. Um, 
this woman wrote me that her friend's son was suicidal and she didn't know what to do anymore and her friend didn't know what to do anymore and he just needed some like words of encouragement and um and she was a fan of mine and I was like is this is this kid a fan of mine like will this even matter and she's like I just I don't know what else to do I think maybe if you write something so I got his email and I wrote to him this really long email and I never heard back. I did hear back from his mom, which felt really weird because I was like, oh, my God. And this kid is like underage. So I felt like weird writing a child as a stranger, like an older woman. And I felt bad about the nudes I sent. But I think they'll be uplifting for him. No. Um, she wrote back to me and said that he got it and and said it meant a lot. But I didn't hear from him. I'm so glad. I don't want to I don't want to have a pen pal that's 17. But I, I did. I did feel the responsibility of like, okay, I'm being asked to help someone. Who am I to to say no to that? So I can't I can't do that for everyone. So please don't flood my inbox with those. But once in a while, it does it does make a huge difference to just give back a little bit and to send some kind words. So, um, yeah, that's what I learned today. Um, I think that's all I wanted to tell you guys. I feel like I may have had something else to share, but I'll save it for next week, I guess. Um, I'm feeling so much better having accomplished this podcast, even though it took me longer than it takes most people to run a marathon. Um, thank you guys for hanging in with me this week. I will be in such a good mood next week because I'm going to be working and I'm going to be traveling and I'm going to be on the go. Thank you so much for um, all your messages, all your DMs. And, and thank you to, if you don't do any of that stuff. Just thanks for listening. I, I'm it, Most days I am just floored that anyone uh, cares to listen. But uh you all make me feel that my imposter syndrome is all in my head because I trust you guys. And if you're entertained by this, then so fucking be it. And honestly, the other day I was listening to my podcast because I had to because I did make some edits and I was like, this is pretty good. <laughs> so maybe you're on to something. Uh, thanks so much for listening. I will talk to you next week. You know it. Um, let's all get through this weekend. Uh, squirt, squirt. Jackpot. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.